got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be talking about a very important inverse head and shoulders pattern that is forming on the four-hourly chart of Bitcoin. In fact, it is what I would call a nested inverse head and shoulders pattern because it is an inverse head and shoulders pattern inside of a larger inverse head and shoulders pattern. And if we see Bitcoin pull back down to $42,000 over the next couple of days, then we very well may be setting up that nested inverse head and shoulders pattern, which would give us a price target of, as you saw in the title, $57,000. So that's not confirmed yet, but we're going to be breaking down what this pattern is, what it's telling us, why it may actually be accurate. And then a little bit later on in the show, we're also going to be talking about some big names and companies that have changed their tune on Bitcoin in the last two years. Major names and companies that said Bitcoin is rat poison squared or Bitcoin is the end of the world or Bitcoin is X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. It's going to zero. And now some of these names and companies are some of Bitcoin's biggest advocates. We're going to be talking about some big power players that changed their tune on the big dog itself, Bitcoin. We are joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? It's uh, good morning. Good morning to be in crypto. Uh, going to be a great show today. You know, it is. Planning meeting, this is actually, I felt like... It was, it was there's chaos in the planning meeting, but yeah. there was also some some clarity. This is one of the best planning meetings I think we've had, Good. and they're going to get better. Yes, so, indeed. Yeah. It's pretty great. You guys don't realize it, but there's about an hour and a half of planning that goes behind every one of these shows. We got all kinds of notes over here on my iPad. We got a lot of content to get through today, guys, and we only got an hour because we shortened the show to keep it concise for y'all. By the way, before I even introduce anybody else, I do want to mention to you that today's show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. You can open an IRA and a retirement account with them using your cryptocurrency. Find that link down below. I am also joined, as always, by Kelly. How are you doing, Kelly? Oh, I'm sorry. I was breaking it down. Uh, down? I'm having a great morning. Uh, You know, just like you said, we had such a great planning morning this morning. Uh, A lot of stuff going on in the charts and there's a lot of stuff going on in the news. Uh, You know, the State of the Union was last night as well. Uh, So there's some of the markets were moving like oil and some other stuff. But there's so much to talk about with Bitcoin and crypto today. I'm just excited to be here and i want to give all my love to everybody here in the stream watching thank you very much definitely hit that like and subscribe button Mm -hmm. if this is your first time if it's not your first time hit the like button anyway helps us keep this going so let's uh let's throw it over to our very good friend and uh, compadre smaynold smay how are you today my friend okay cool well i was having a moment oh okay i am great and you know what I like to do when I'm doing great? You need another moment. Clear that throat. Yeah, your throat sounds pretty <clears throat> raspy. There we go. <clears throat> I am great. Okay. And you know what I like to do when I'm doing great? I like to shout out our members. Okay. So I'm going to do that right now. He does this in his sleep when he's having a I do. Sleep. I do. I'm like, oh, uh, Elliot Locke, oh, Siobhan Golly. Oh. All right. So I'm going to do it you're right now. Make them all it's Golay. Golay. You're going to make them all quit the membership. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't like leave. Button. We promise. Get We're sorry. Like Hold on. Hold on. Like all right. Oh. Mike Markle, boy. Crypto. <laughs> 
CryptoSec guy. Why you loud? Grab Crypto Alchemist, B8S4, Spirit Maker, Whoa. Grand Roofing Incorporated, JoJo, Elliot Locke, Cameron. Just Cameron. I like that. I like that. Just Cameron. Uh, who else we got here? We April got Sue. Who else we got? We got April Sue. We got Crypto Source Rex. Oh, Leon the Dutch. We got Matt C. We got Alexander Nazo. We got Adam Rourke. Oh, we got Ricardo Vigas. Oh, dude, hold on. There's so many members today. Matthew Campbell, Jeremy Shorter. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. There's so many. Uh, Air Crypto 420. I, I, I'm running out. Well, I, there's just so many people. I love you guys so much. I had a Celsius today, and it's Ooh, making me feel very tell. wild. I can tell. I'm not going to lie. It's really turned me up to a 10, and I really love you guys. So. May was beatboxing before we started. He, was, he had a rave going on in here. That's why Kelly was, you know, breaking it down. He's going boom, 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 That's what he was doing. It was great, guys. Make sure that you Bitcoin hit that Bitcoin to 48K. Like Let's go. Make sure you hit that like button if you are looking forward to today's stream. And if you like Smay's hat... Hit the like button if you don't like it. Hit that dislike button twice so we know that you really don't like the show. If you hate the show, we want to know. Hit the dislike button twice so that we know how much you want us to grow. But we're going to go ahead and go on over to CoinMarketCap. Right now, Bitcoin is trading at $43,500. That's actually pretty important because if we look at the Bitcoin chart, it is sitting right below some very important resistance around $44,500. That resistance was set back here in mid-January. Then we set it again here in early and mid-February, right around Valentine's Day. That was a great day. We also see that right over here, we are testing it at the moment. What we're going to be discussing in today's show is what happens if Bitcoin drops down here to $42,000, fulfills this right shoulder to this left shoulder and this head right here, and then we're able to rally all the way up to $57,000. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but let's keep going through CoinMarket. Cap. Right now, Ethereum is up 8% on the week, but it's down 1.6% on the day. Tether has moved 0.00%, down 0.04% on the seven day. If you're invested in Tether, I'm sorry, my friend. It looks like your investment is not going anywhere. Hmm. Binance, actually, it's going down because it's pegged to the US dollar. So Tether ain't going to save you from inflation, my friend. Binance coin is sitting up 6% in the last seven days, down 1.1%. Looking at the biggest gainers and losers, we got Convex Finance, Render Token, Anchor Protocol, ThorChain, Curve Dow Token. None of the projects that I'm in doing relatively well. Phantom sitting up 5%. <clears throat> Phantom grew an exorbitant amount last year went from a very, very, very small number of wallets to well over 1.1 million wallets. I actually interviewed Michael Kong, the founder of the Phantom Foundation. You can find that interview back on the channel. I interviewed him down in Miami at the North American Bitcoin Conference. Very, very cool and humble guy. We can also see Waves is down 6%. Helium is down 6%. Avalanche down 6%. Algo down 5%. Kadena down 5%. Some big names that you all know and love down quite a bit right now. And the question that a lot of people are having is if Bitcoin rallied so much yesterday, if the rest of the cryptocurrency market rallied so much yesterday, then why is it down? right now. Why is that rally not continuing? Bitcoin's up 12% on the week, right? Why, why are we not moving to the upside some more? What I would say to that is Bitcoin rallied a ton over the last two days. You can even see it right here. Rallied exorbitantly quickly, very, very fast, all the way up to $44,500. What Bitcoin is doing right now is it's consolidating. As it's consolidating, People are taking profits. And what people are doing is I think a lot of people say, okay, look, Bitcoin's in a bull flag. It's in this inverse head and shoulders pattern. That's great. It has the opportunity to go into a rally. I think what some people are doing is they may be rotating out of some of their altcoins and moving it into Bitcoin. When I talk about this whole altcoin engine cycle, it's actually very important to understand this concept in the market because when Bitcoin moves forward, the money that is moving Bitcoin forward has to come from somewhere. And some of it's going to come from cash supply on the side. It's going to come from that dry powder uh, uh, number, about $180 billion sitting in uh, stable coins right now. 
now. But what we are also going to see is we're going to see people taking profits or maybe even taking losses, but nevertheless taking money out of the altcoins to drive that Bitcoin price forward. So I think what we're seeing right now is as Bitcoin is consolidating, we're seeing a lot of money flow into Bitcoin and some of that money may be coming from the altcoin. So if you're wondering why the market is not doing as well right now as perhaps it was doing a couple of days ago, I would say that has something to do with it. But what we're going to do now is we're actually going to jump straight into our Bitcoin technical analysis here before the top of the hour. We're going to be reading some super chats. So if you guys want to have us read your chat on stream, then go ahead and send a super chat if you would like to support our channel. If we don't have any super chats, we'll obviously read normal chat. We like reading all the chat. I try personally, even while I'm hosting the show, to read all of the chat, but we also want to be able to respond to a couple of questions uh, during the stream as well. So you do have that option. But what we're going to do now is we're going to break down the technicals on Bitcoin. We looked at some of this stuff yesterday, so I'm going to be a little bit brief in what we discussed on the previous show because I don't want to waste your time. But what we do see right now is that, as I talked about yesterday, there was an inverse head and shoulders pattern right here. That inverse head and shoulders pattern played out, gave us a price target of $46,000. We went to $44.5, so I'll call that done. That is pretty close to where it was predicting. But the interesting thing about Bitcoin right now, if we go to a clean chart, is that there's actually this little uh, drop right over here between February the 10th and February the 15th. That little drop right here, followed by this larger drop over the uh, latter half of February, actually sets up something called an inverse head and shoulders pattern. Again, we have a left shoulder right here, a head right here, and then all Bitcoin needs to do to confirm an inverse head and shoulders pattern is have a slight drop again down to about $42,000. And if you've watched any one of our shows in the last three months, you will know how important $42,000 is. $42,000 began being important back around the beginning of January 2021 when it was set as an all-time high that would last for another month. Then we used it as resistance three, maybe four major times here between May, June, July, and August. Then we used it as support right here in late September. We also used it as support here in early December, traded around it right here in early to mid-January, and we used it as support on the left shoulder. So $42,000 is, frankly, one of the most important levels that we know of right now in Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin does need to have a slight correction, what may end up happening is that Bitcoin could correct down here to $42,000, but then because $42,000 is so strong, Bitcoin may hold, the bulls may buy up that dip, and if they do so, then that puts into play an inverse head and shoulders pattern with a neckline right here at $44,500. If we do a price target, just a simple, simple price target, then that would give us a price target, as you can see up here, of about $57,000. $57,000 is also another important level because it's very close to the all-time high, and if we just look back in history, we will see that there is quite a bit of trading that took place right up around that level. So that's kind of the basis for what we're talking about with our $57,000 price prediction. I am not, I want to be clear, saying that we're going to $57,000 as a result of this. What I am saying is as we do all price predictions, setting it up as an if-then statement, if Bitcoin pulls back to $42,000 and then if Bitcoin breaks $45,000, which is the neckline, meaning that we played out the inverse head and shoulders pattern, and also, if the th the four other confirmations I told you about happen, staying above $42,000 for 7 to 10 days, having a strong buy signal on Lux Algo for 7 to 10 days, having the MACD and the RSI do what I need it to do out on the three-daily chart, i.e. having a bullish MACD sitting out here on the three-daily chart, and RSI sitting above 50 on the RSI uh, on the three-daily chart for 7 to 10 days, if all of those things take place, then yes, I'd be predicting a $57,000 Bitcoin in the next few months. But Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts 
on this. Do you think the Bitcoin market is strong enough right now to hold at fifty at forty-two thousand dollars if we do drop down there? And then if we're able to hold down there, do you think we have the strength and the current backing to be able to break forty-five with confidence as we would need to? Yeah, I think so. I actually think the the forty-five is coming really soon. Uh, I I you know whether or not we hit forty-two first or after, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I'm gonna show you guys here and just saying what I'm looking at, what my both, you know, good things are, I don't really know how to phrase it, and what my fears are, and what I'm, what I'm kind of watching right now. Uh, the first thing, I, I put this on Twitter, and I just need to go ahead, and while we all want 57,000 immediately, I just want to make sure that people are looking at this with very open eyes. Do not forget what just happened one month ago. <laughs> going back over here, it's me, I, I don't know if you're on my screen already, or if you're going to, but... I'm talking on my screen. You know, we, we rallied right here. We had this drop news when the Fed news came out. We, we then realized, okay, the Fed news wasn't that bad. We started to rally. We moved sideways a little bit. And then we had this nice pump. People were super excited. We got right here. We moved sideways. This was a question. Is this, are we going to go up? Is this, is this a bull pennant or a bull flag? And I'm going to keep going up. Or is this kind of the Bart Simpson top of the head that's going to send us back down? We ended up going up and people started cheering saying, no, we did it. That was the test net right there. Right there on the 6th of February. We broke, broke bullish. The bulls are ready. We went up. We touched wicks all the way as high as 45.6, getting close to that $46,000 region. We came back down, went back up, saying, oh, that was the bottom. We just had to retest it. And then we fell back down to 35. So before we just start rejoicing and we start saying it's time to go long, it's time to, to put all my money into Bitcoin because it's about to explode 57,000. Not that long ago, we were very confident and the price came back down to 35,000. Yep. So I just, I'm not saying that to FUD people out because there is still a lot of hope. Even right now, Bitcoin, as you're seeing on my chart, is, if I'm on the hourly chart, is kind of rallying right now, right? We're breaking bullish out of this bull pennant. This is what I'm kind of looking at, though, is I think there's a lot of stuff happening that will get us up to that $45,000 region, maybe even pushing close to the $46,000 region. But my question is, will we break through $46,000 or will we use it as resistance? And if you look at this ascending level of resistance right here, and it's in, it's in blue, so forgive me, normally we do this in red. If we hit this in the next coming couple days, right there, right below 46,000, it would make sense that we bounce off of that one more time. So before I go all in, before I say, guys, we're ready for a lot of bullish movement, I want to see what happens at that $46,000 level. Another thing that's a, a little bit concerning me right now, and I, it's on the hourly, hourly chart that's getting me a little bit. Uh, let's see here. I want to make sure I get this correct because I, I was looking at two different charts. And so, you know, it's a little bit different than it was. I'll go hourly chart. This drop that we have right here, what I do love is it's setting up bullish RSI divergence, right? But it also does this thing. When we come down the RSI, this is a little education, guys, for RSI. When we come down the RSI, it's doing two things. The bullish side of what it's doing is setting up the ability for the price to rally without the RSI being way too overextended. However, at the same time, because of the drastic drop in comparison to the price, because clearly the RSI levels have dropped way more significantly than the, than the price, therefore, that's what's setting up bullish RSI divergence, it's also beginning to set up for bearish RSI divergence. What do I mean by that? It's really easy, as you guys can see, even right now, 
the price is above on the hourly chart the la the highest close we've had during this trend. And you know, I can zoom in a little bit more so you guys can see it. We're sitting at least right at that level, whereas the RSI is nowhere close. This is the tail signs of saying that it could be setting up bearish RSI divergence, which is exactly what it did back here as we talked about a month ago. So before I get crazy bullish, before I get ridiculously saying, guys, it's time, we're ready, we're going back to all time high, the level I'm looking at is 46,000. I think the, the telltale signs of what's going to happen is what do we do with $46,000? Do we break through and start using it for support again, or do we use it as resistance? I do think if we can break through there, Again, it, you know, anything is possible, but that would be a massive breath of fresh air for any bull out there who's wondering, are we ready to start going? Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. You definitely need to find technical confirmation for all these things. And one of the things I want to point out, like Tim said, there is bullish RSI divergence going on right now. And right now, Bitcoin is also breaking to the upside. Now, the one thing I want to make sure that we're all aware of is that, look, Bitcoin can break to the upside all at once, but this is a long-term play that we're talking about here. We're not talking about a... $500 move over the last five minutes. We're talking about like a $10,000 move over the next month. So I would just encourage you, don't get too ahead of yourself if you see Bitcoin moving to the upside right now. Yes, it just broke bullish technically out of that bull pennant that Tim was just showing you on his chart. But we really do need to get above $45,000, $46,000. I would say $46,000 is a really good point, Tim, because that is the highest point of the candle wick that we saw on the 10th of February. So Kelly, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you think that we're going to be able to break through that? Or do you think there's still so much fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market that Bitcoin is going to have no chance of actually getting through 46K. I absolutely, I mean, I think that we have a very strong possibility and I'll actually even show you a setup that I have right now in terms of for anybody that's doing, uh, that's interested in, in, in trading, not alone, uh, you know, even, even doing long-term investing, but if I were to, to, to trade this, which I'm planning on doing, you can see here, we, we have this double bottom, basically W pattern that we have set up right here. And this is also in correlation with this, uh, head and shoulders that we're currently forming. If we were to just break past this without setting up that inverse head and Shorter, shoulders, it's the same neckline on this W as it is on the on the head and shoulders. And so what I, uh, inverse head and shoulders, what I would do here is I would set up a trade somewhere above, basically after confirming breaking through that neckline. And you can see this right here, this is the, uh, this is your, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The risk, uh, risk management tool. Risk to reward ratio. Risk, tool. Yeah. yeah. Risk, risk first tool. reward ratio. Mm -hmm. And so you never really want to risk more than 2% uh, on the trade. So in the sense of like, if this were to drop down and you see, this is directly below where that neckline is. But although our target out of this, especially out of the uh, inverse head and shoulders is 57, this 51, 52 K level is such a strong level of resistance, especially because it's the, the the golden retrace, uh, I would actually, if I were if I were doing short term shorter term trades, I would set take profits. Maybe not all of it, but I would set take profits. Uh, it's right below that level. Uh, or the other option is what, what I'm more likely to do in this situation because I do think uh, I th I'm a little bullish bias on this. Rather than taking profit on this, I would just move my stop loss up to basically do another risk uh, risk first reward ratio, where essentially once it comes up here, have a have a, a, a stop loss that's moved up up in this region that way if it does just break through you're not out of the trade but either way you want to make sure that you're protecting your asset uh as it's moving up uh because there's too many times all anybody new to trading early on when i was doing this uh where you you forget uh, you'd be so much in profit and you forget to adjust your risk uh your risk management uh and you end up losing on their trade that you 
once we're up on. So it's very important to have your stop loss to start. And then as the price moves up, you can adjust your stop loss. Uh, so you're always going to be in profit on your trade. Yeah, you got to make sure you use those stop losses to protect your assets. Make sure that you are using those. It's very important that you're not risking more than 2% as he talked about. Kelly's been a trader for a long time. Definitely make sure you're listening to him on that. But one of the things I want to mention also, as far as the technicals are concerned, is that, uh, and somebody mentioned this in chat earlier, we have had inverse head and shoulders patterns not play out recently. There was one that built itself back here in January and early February, and the left shoulder of our current inverse head and shoulders pattern was actually the right shoulder of that one. That had a price target that was very high. That price target should have driven us all the way up to 40, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, all the way up to $62,000, and that did not occur. What gives me a little bit more confidence in this one is that during this time, we did not really know what was going on with Russia, Ukraine. Now, we d we know that it's a horrible thing that's going on over there. We know that it is absolutely just, I mean, th there's no words to describe what's going on in Ukraine, but at least we do kind of know at least a little bit what's going on. And as far as markets are concerned, uncertainty oftentimes is the worst news, even worse than certain bad news, like bad news that is certain uncertainty about whether or not there will be bad news is often even worse for markets. So we had a lot of uncertainty back during this time and the markets were definitely taking a big hit. Right now, what we've seen happen is that we're building another inverse head and shoulders pattern, but at the same time, all the markets are doing really well around the world. We can look at Brent crude oil, for example, and we can see that oil prices just hit $110 a barrel. This is absurd. We're seeing oil prices move some of the fastest that we have ever seen. Brent crude, uh, th this is a newer chart, but this is fine. We can see this. This goes back to December of 21. Literally, you know, what, three months ago, oil was trading at $66 a barrel. Right now, it's at 110 I don't know if you guys have noticed, gas prices are almost $4 where we were when oil prices crashed to basically zero back during the beginning of the flu a couple of years ago. I watched gas prices around here hit $1.49. They're up two and a half times. And we're also seeing something similar happen in the stock market. The stock market is doing very, very well, having a big recovery on its way back to all-time high. Right now, the SPY is sitting at 434 it's not back on the way to all-time high, but it has put in a recovery anyway. We bottomed out down here around 410 on the SPY, uh, SPDR, SPY, S&P 500 ETF. The ETF, anyway, is currently sitting at 434. And we're also seeing real estate prices go just absolutely ballistic right now. And I think we're going to see something similar happening in Bitcoin where... As we've started to see the market shift in this direction, we're going to start to see Bitcoin start to move to the upside as well as people are just dumping money into investment vehicles because they're scared to keep it in cash. The U.S. dollar and every world currency gets inflated big time during conflict. If you study the First and Second World War, if you study uh, the Vietnam War, if you study any of these events in history, oftentimes quite a bit of inflation comes along with it. So we may end up seeing even more inflation coming, and as that occurs, that will drive Bitcoin's price to the upside. Now, uh, Smay, I kind of want to ask your take. What is your overall 30,000 foot perspective on what's going on in crypto right now? Just a very broad view. You know, we got Russia, Ukraine going on. We got a Bitcoin rally of $7,000 in a day. How do you think all this ties together and what do you think the next three months look like? Uh, well, I think exactly what you said. People are more worried about uncertainty and not knowing than they are of bad news. Um, I think so far we've start, we've gotten to the point with this conflict that we're like, we kind of know where it's headed. Uh, and in that, I think a lot of people have caught confidence again, some wind under their wings and are starting to uh, start investing again. Institutions are starting to get comfortable again to start investing again, uh, you know, and, and so on. So I think we're actually going to see a pretty bullish uh, next couple of weeks. Uh, that's why I've changed my tune. I'm a little bit more bullish now because I think ultimately people have now they they they've seen it. We realize 
oh, okay, not that bad yet, you know, so I, I think we can actually get back to it, get back to life, uh, you know, and uh, so I think I'm pretty bullish. Good. Well, I am glad. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and uh, actually, Tim, I want to let you have the closing thoughts here on yeah. the TA, and then we're going to go into a community discussion. We have a lot of Super Chats to read. Tim, you got three minutes. Let's see it. So here's the thing. when you, Especially I'm speaking to traders right now. If you are a hodler, if you just want to DCA and invest into crypto, which I don't mean to say that in a negative way, that is an amazing, amazing, amazing strategy at making money in crypto. If you don't know what you're doing trading, especially if you are really, really new and you don't, you're not good at calling tops and bottoms, you will make way more money just setting a schedule every single week, no matter what the price is, put money in. This is something that Jeb didn't create, but he's definitely the first person I ever heard it from, and that is time in the market beats timing the market. So I'm speaking this next sentence or this next group of sentences strictly to traders. I understand the temptation. I understand the impulsive nature. I understand watching this bullish price and saying, I don't want to miss out. The price could go up. We're seeing things develop. We could be going to 57,000. We could be going to 100,000 here within the next couple of months, at least by the end of the year. Why not go ahead and get in now? This is the, this is the point I want to make. It is always better to be cautious and be careful and wait for confirmations rather than trying to risk it and say, hey, let me just go ahead and try to get this done and see what happens. We've said this before, if you wanna be successful, stop thinking you're gonna hit the exact bottoms and you're gonna sell at the exact tops. It's just not what you should be going for. What yeah. you should be going for is making sure you're in the right, you see the confirmations happen to the upside and to the downside, and you're taking the best route of getting as close to those perfect spots as possible. What I'm seeing right now as a trader, and again, I think the temptation would be also to say what we saw a couple days ago was that we could be going back down. So. Let's not get in right here around it. I don't know if you're on my screen yet, Smay. Yep. But right here back on the 26th, I think there's a lot of temptation for people to go ahead and enter the long. And guess what? This is a situation, if you had gone and entered a trade, you actually right now are sitting in profit. You're probably sitting there giving yourself a high five saying, I made the right call. Here's the problem. Good trades understand, good traders understand, it's not about being right every single time, it's about being right more often than being wrong and taking proper risk assessment. Make sure you are watching and waiting for confirmations because what we're seeing right now, as I talked about before, the RSI is a little bit not in a space, it's in a space that's like, hey, I don't know what's gonna happen. If we're looking here on the T sequential and the Bollinger Bands of the four hourly chart, we just had a green nine, or we call this a bearish nine, or sometimes we call it a red nine, meaning it's about to turn back bearish. We had it flash here a couple candles ago. Now, we're still moving to the upside, but a lot of times when this happens, it's just a matter of time before we actually end up going back down. The Bollinger Bands are expanding, so this gives us a little bit of hope, but at the same time, they're expanding right to the levels of that 46,000 we were talking about that could be key resistance. This is not a time necessarily to go ahead and enter a trade. Now, what you could do, as Kelly said, is you could enter a trade, make sure you set up a stop loss, and be ready and willing to lose money. But what I would do if I was entering the trade, I actually would hold off right now. I would watch the price movement happen. I would wait to see confirmation, either A, not just a break above 46,000, but confirmation of 46,000, meaning multiple candle bodies closing above it, maybe even coming down and testing it and turning into support. Or I would wait for 42,000 to come back down and wait for it to come back up. I'm not gonna try to buy the bottom, I'm gonna try to buy the wave, I'm gonna try to buy the confirmation, and in that, I will end up making profit. 
That's my that's my word of caution to everybody. Just so you guys know, there's a lot of stuff coming out here in the future about trading. I even heard you guys on Twitter about new content that you guys would love to see. I'm going to do my best to start bringing you guys way more content along with Kelly because Kelly has a lot of experience in yep. helping you guys make wise trading opportunities. Yep. But wrapping it all up, if you're a DCA or DCA, if you're a trader, learn to make wise decisions, not always the best decisions. There you go. Well, guys. One announcement. Smash the living daylights out of that like button. we got 2,000 people watching. Thank you so very much for tuning in and spending your morning with us. Go ahead and hit those likes. Let's see if we can get to 700 likes. We're going to go ahead and read some of our amazing super chats. we got a lot of great super chats and a new member today. So, let's do it. Uh, can I say something before that? You sure can. Um, guys, t tomorrow, members Q&A. Oh, yeah. Be there, yeah. Or, be be there or be square. Um, yeah. You don't want to be square. That's all I wanted to say. No, don't be square. Don't be square. Be there. We got a good amount of super chats here. The first one is, uh, I'll be brief. Elliot Locke said, so, Tim, how was the pizza? Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, crypto set guy or Jeffrey Fritz, Geoffrey, uh, has been showing me now for a while about, uh, but just about everything, you know. But specifically recently, it's about been pineapple pizza. He ordered pineapple pizza for the office yesterday. and I, and to the, Fritz? You know, I, to, for his sacrifice to do that, I was like, let me take a bite. A lot of cheese. The cheese was great, but mm. then I bit into that first bite of pineapple, oh, and the gross. juice filled my mouth. Ugh. My decision has not been changed. Ugh. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. It doesn't. Yeah, that was pretty it sad. It was bad. That was sad. It was bad. All right. Uh, no thank good. you, Elliot Locke, though, for the question. I know you guys were interested in that. Crypto set guy, speaking of, uh, who's been a member now for six months, pineapple, said pineapple, pineapple, pineapple and pineapple. pizza. Pineapple, emojis. pineapple, pineapple, oh, pineapple. Okay, pizza, so there was an emoji pizza, of pineapple pizza, pizza. and pizza. Okay. Yeah, here we go. That's pretty funny. Uh, Garrido Pele said, recommendation, recommendation for us based exchange, for a U.S.-based exchange with the equivalent, equivalente of Bybit, Testnet, that does not require a VPN. Oh, um, that's a question for Kelly because he's the one that does a lot more trading, but I don't know if there is one, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think there is. Well, I mean, it, it's all more dependent on, it's not necessarily even the question about a VPN. It, it, it's more about what region you're in. Because like, even though New York, this and this blows my mind, New York is a, essentially, for better or worse, the financial capital of the world. And we have the, the tightest, most ridiculous crypto regulations here. And, you know, you can't, they, you can do almost... It feels like you can do almost nothing as compared to anywhere else in the country uh, because of the tight crypto regulations. And hopefully that'll change uh, now that we have a crypto friendly mayor. But uh, in terms of uh, in terms of an exchange that you can use without a VPN stateside that uh, is a little uh, you're a little less worried about. It. I know KuCoin also does uh, some uh, margin positions as well. But again, anybody that's trading margin, I would, I would advise you to, uh, trade, you know, try to make a thousand trades on a, a paper trading or something, something that you're not risking your assets before you get into that. But KuCoin, I know it has, they're a great exchange. Um, yeah. and if you're worried about VPN, the other thing too, is some people, some people have the misnomer that because something is not, uh, like an exchange, like Bybit isn't quote unquote legal in the U S it has nothing to do with the trader. It wouldn't be a legal for you to trade. It has to do with their ability to operate in the state. So you're not going to get pinged for having something that's on a yeah, VPN. No, could you have, could you have your account closed if you accidentally log in without it? Yes. But you'd still would have access to your funds. You'd still be able to get them back. So uh, definitely uh, be safe when you're, when you're, when you're trading on anything with leverage or margin. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, April Sue said, just wanted to say, thank you guys. 
Well, oh, thank, thank you, you April. April Sue. Uh, let's see. I, I'm going to read one more and then we're going to move in. We have a good amount of super chats, but we have other segments we're going to read them. Uh, let's see here. Crypto, <coughs> Crypt, Cryptofer said, just joined Jebo something and just started CT2A. Ozzy in HK Boom. Hey, Ozzy in Hong Kong. Shout Hong out to Kong, you, okay. Cryptofer. He Cryptofer. Just, uh, I don't want to assume, but I think he just Oh, joined. yeah. Cryptofer. Jebo yeah, Youngling. Just joined as a Jebo hey. Youngling. I saw that earlier. Shout out to you, my friend. Welcome to the family. Thank you so very much for joining. We really appreciate all all the support that we can get. So thank you so very much for that. I do appreciate it. By the way, before we transition, yes. Bitcoin just hit 45.1. It is rallying. Four. So let's keep an eye on that throughout the show. 45.2. 45.2. Yeah, it's going. Run that Come celebration on. again, Smack. I am, I, am I am super rooting for us to break through 46, by the way. Come on, Bitcoin. I I was hey, do it it's really it's going to 48. It's going to 48. Just go to 48. Just to be clear. Just to be clear, we have to break 45, basically 45.9, uh, so 46 to, to really break the neckline on the yes. W and on the and yeah. the head and shoulders. Yes, so nothing's yeah. confirmed yet, but we are on the move. And you know, if you are on the move trying to scramble to get your crypto taxes put together before tax day, then don't I have a guy for you. He's actually my CPA and his name is Lorenzo. You can get a free 15-minute consultation with him with the link in the description box down below. We've sent dozens and dozens of our people, probably over 100 of our subscribers to him now, and he's treated all them very well. I've heard great things from him. Anyone who has worked with Lorenzo, please feel free to say what you believe is uh, uh, his value proposition. If he's able to been, if he's been able to help you a lot on reducing your tax burden in chat, please tell us what you think. We really want to be able to share our testimony with our relationship with him. We've come to know him very well. I got to spend a lot of time with him down in Miami. He was at the North, North American Bitcoin Conference with us. Trustworthy, integral guy, and he's uh, very, very, very intelligent at what he does. So, if you are trying to figure out how to put your taxes together for cryptocurrency, I know it's a night. Nightmare. Believe me, I get it. You need somebody who's going to help you with that. Lorenzo would be more than happy to do so. You can find the link to his services in the second link in the description box down below. But I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Kelly, and we're going to look at some headlines. Kelly, take it away, my friend. Absolutely. And the, only, the last thing I want to say about Lorenzo, for anybody that's wondering, is it doesn't matter if you've got $100 in crypto or $10 million. He's handled all kinds of incredible, yep. incredible uh, different portfolios. So He's he got is an clients. excellent resource. Uh, so let's jump right into the headlines. So here we are. Uh, so this is just interesting. Uh, it, first off, I want to highlight the mascot of knowing the le least about crypto. That's this human being right here, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, FUD basically around whether or not Russia is going to be skirting sanctions uh, through using crypto. And there's a number of different uh, large analysts that have come out uh, in uh, in rebuttal to this. And here's some of the key points here. You can uh, you can read the story or screenshot this and read it later. But essentially, to break it down, uh, the main point here are is that one that uh, the crypto market isn't large enough to uh, and, and the volatility isn't small enough to really manage the sort of uh, the economic sort of process. Uh, transactions that it would need to uh, for it to be for it to even make sense uh, to completely uh, get around the sanctions uh, as well as a number of uh, there's another other uh, there's a whole report on this and you can you can read this at CoinGape uh, just going to this uh, this fud alert uh, sort of news story and I think this is ridiculous and I think what's more important here uh, take take the whole Russia notion out of this the the bottom here uh, has a great highlight uh, you know this is crypto is actually helping Ukraine uh, way more more than it would ever be able to uh, 
uh, helps Russia skirt sanctions. Uh, the next story here is, uh, and this is interesting, Bitcoin decoupling from traditional markets amid the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Uh, and you can see in this graph here, this graph essentially, uh, basically as the graph goes up, uh, this, this shows a higher correlation between crypto and traditional markets. And as you can see right here, especially uh, since uh, the conflict started in, in, uh, in Ukraine, this is basically, this has been dropping precipitously, which is interesting. Uh, and that looks like my handwriting. Split, yeah, right. It looks like uh, any sort of art I ever try to do. Yeah. Uh, so the split in price performance has also led crypto enthusiasts to revisit the narrative that the orange pill is the best safe haven asset in the world. That's because the assets cannot be seized, censored, or inflated by governments and private enterprises, making them particularly attractive in times of conflict. Mm -hmm. uh, we can discuss that more here in a second. And then the last thing here is I wanted to highlight uh, this here, that uh, change of heart of King Griffin. Uh, now, King Griffin is the CEO of a company called uh, Citadel LLC, which I believe when I looked it up earlier, they have somewhere around 35 billion. That's a billion. That's a, a 30. That's 35 billion more than I have uh, <laughs> assets under under management. Uh, and he basically called himself out directly because he was a staunch opponent of crypto and Bitcoin. Uh, and he basically said he, he has not been right on this call. Uh, he's made a complete U-turn. You turn. You know that crypto has been one of the great stories in finance over the course of the last years. Uh, and the current uh, current market capitalization, uh, capitalization of the asset class is almost two trillion. Go ahead. Good for freaking him. Good for you, dude. All these people that changed their tune are trying to pretend like, oh, that never happened. Or, oh, it was a scam back then and now it's fine. It, thank you for admitting when you're wrong. Like, for real. A lot of these people just came and changed their tune and never really said, hey, we were wrong about all those things that we said. They just kind of pretended like it never happened. So good for you, man. Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's, I mean, it's not just Ken Griffin, you know, in the last uh, two or three years, we've had a number of very prominent people uh, that have changed our tune or just basically finally got orange billed, you know, from Bill Miller, who is a legendary investor, uh, Kevin O'Leary, uh, Mark Cuban, who initially early on, we, we don't even remember this now because he's been such a huge uh supporter of crypto in the last several years but early on he was he was not a he was not he hadn't been orange filled yet ray dalio goldman sachs massive institution and also market uh financial market advisor a lot of people look to them for you know it basically gives a lot of credibility when you have uh, institutions like goldman sachs and then blackrock the largest asset manager in the world who now you know uh, were very quiet on it for many years he even had some naysayers within the organization but i think it was within the last month or so They've even said that they're going to be offering crypto trading services under yep. all the uh, under their portfolios. And then the last one, and this one is a little bit uh, on the fence, but I, I think it makes sense. But Warren Buffett, who has not publicly said that he's all about crypto and Bitcoin, but I think that's partially because he was such an opponent of it initially, but he's also made a billion dollar investment in a fintech uh, bank in the South America called NeoBank, which is essentially a crypto facing uh, bank. So what, what what do you make of all this and everything yeah. that's going on with 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 this uh, Jeb and well, Tim? And I'm curious yeah. to hear some thoughts as well. Well, I think the biggest name in that list is a name that a lot of people might not actually know. The name's Ray Dalio. Now, Ray Dalio is a billionaire and he wrote a book called Principles talking about how he got there. Ray Dalio, if you don't know, is the asset manager that most of the world's billionaires look to for advice. He's kind of the world's biggest, most powerful, most influential asset management guy in the world. 
Everybody looks to him for leadership on what you should and you should not invest in. I'm talking Warren Buffett's of the world are looking and talking to Ray Dalio. This guy rubs shoulders with billionaires, and they're all talking to him. So when Ray Dalio changed his tune, I believe it was about a year ago. I forgot when it was when Ray Dalio changed his tune and started talking good about Bitcoin. That really struck me because he is a major thought leader in those 10-figure, 11-figure accounts of the billionaire and 10-billionaire class. When he changed his tune, that was a big deal. Now, obviously, Black BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, Mark Cuban, uh, Kevin O'Leary, Bill Miller. One name that we didn't put on that list was um, uh, Graham Stephan. Now, Graham Stephan isn't a billionaire, but he is extremely influential. A lot of you guys probably watch him. I used to watch everything he ever made. I remember at one point when we had the same number of subscribers, then he took off and got like three and a half million now. Shout out to Graham Stephan. Somebody clip this and send it to him. I want to talk to Graham Stephan. Let me see if I can get him on the show by shouting him out right now. Go subscribe to him and tell him I want to meet him. Anyway, he was against Bitcoin. Now he's one of the biggest advocates. Um, Other YouTubers, a lot of them realizing that, hey, Bitcoin is the future. You can't deny that the last 13 years that Bitcoin has rallied literally infinite amounts because it was trading at zero. You can't deny that a $2 trillion asset class just sprung up out of nowhere because some dude, woman, or group of people named Satoshi Nakamoto decided to write a, what, 10-page paper on something called Bitcoin. And it completely revolutionized the way that we would ever do finance again. And people are starting to realize that when you build a product based on principles and not on profit for the purpose of providing for people, then you have something that will will bring about a revolution, and that's what Bitcoin is. So all of these people changing their tune is not at all surprising to me. It is actually a very good thing as well. This is not insignificant. Don't think for a second all these people changing their tune is insignificant because all of these people and companies are thought leaders that the masses look to. There are followers and there are leaders, and everybody's a leader in some category, and everybody's a follower in another category. 99% of the world follows the leaders that we just outlined. I'm talking Goldman Sachs, you know, BlackRock. We talked about Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio, Mark Cuban, Kevin O'Leary. Bill Miller. We talked about Graham Stephan. These are the leaders of the thought for the financial world. Many of them are institutional power players that stand to lose if Bitcoin succeeds. So they realize that they got to get on the wagon or get left behind. And everybody's going to follow them when they realize that the future certainly is decentralized. Anyway, Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Well, you know, the list that we compiled was obviously wealthy, wealthy people. They're institutions, they're whales, they're people that have changed the key. And everything that Jeb just said about what they can do to the market is amazing. You know, however, the other thing that's really cool is watching retail investors start to swing. I told you guys before, this is probably the fourth time I said this on the channel, but in case none of you guys heard it, to me, one of the biggest bullish signs is when I bought my puppy, I have a new dog named Beamer, Beamer. best dog in the world, by the way. That dog is a freaking saint. Anyway, when I bought him, you know, I, I was explaining to the, the person that we bought him from what I do for a living and everything. And he went on this 20-minute rant about why Bitcoin was terrible and, you you know, I can't touch it and it's going to get hacked. The, you know, I just, you know, there's a there's a principle that the Bible talks about, like, don't uh, don't address a fool in his folly. You know, you're not helping anything. So I just listened to him. I was like, this is not a person who's ready to hear anything about Bitcoin. So I'm just going to hear him out nod my head, go on my way. About two weeks ago, while I was in Maine, we get a text message from the owner saying, hey, you know, I remember you said you do a lot with Bitcoin. Uh, Could we have a phone call soon? I'm actually kind of looking at getting into some of that. That is massive because as good as it is that institutions and whales are starting to flip the script, my fear is if only the wealthy, if only the elite, if only the big dogs in the game flip their mind on Bitcoin, 
we're still going to have a problem where the power resides in too few of people. But as the retail investors start to flip their brain, what we see happening in Canada, what we see happening in Ukraine right now is starting to flip the mindset of even the retail investors. And that, yesterday I said, you know, we, we call the institution man now, Bub. That we have Bub. to do that. The little man needs to step up and say, you know what, Bub, I'm tired of you yeah, calling Bub. the shots. I'm tired of you taking all the power. I'm ready to flip the script and take the power back. That's yeah. exactly what Bitcoin was made to do. So I'm super excited and super bullish on all of these whales and institutional wealthy people begin to flip the script. What I'm more excited about is the everyday man, the retail investor flipping their minds on yeah. it, and it's the future. Yeah, no, cryptocurrency is the single largest financial populist movement in the history of mankind. You can quote me on that. Smay, what are your thoughts on all of this? Um, I've said for a while now that I believe that crypto's adoption starts from the ground up. I think when the collective gets together, and we saw this with GameStop, when the collective, the retail gathers together, they are way more immensely powerful than the institutions want you to think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing about it. Like, I think it's so, there's so much of this FUD about, oh, the retail can't do anything. The retail can't do anything. It's like, if the retail gathers together, it takes down hedge funds. We saw that with with GameStop. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, guys, it, exactly what Tim just said: crypto adoption, Bitcoin adoption starts from the ground up. And 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 so instead of just waiting and hoping and praying that these big billionaires are going to change their minds, what you can do now, what you can start now, is start to get your family members in on it, get your friends in on it, and, and start that adoption. From the ground up, we make the. We're here on YouTube. We're on this. We're making this channel. We are a bunch of just retail, you know. But we're using our platform to broadcast the idea that, uh, you know, crypto is a, a tool for financial sovereignty. It gives you ownership and sovereignty over your finances and that you're not at the whim of the institutions. You're not at the whim of the uh, governments. And and that's and the thing is, crypto itself, the technology. If we don't actually take advantage of it, we could just give it back to those systems. But it's going to be take the intentionality and the education and gathering us, uh, gathering the people together to say we're not going to let that happen with this. We are going to use the technology at, at its advantage and keep it where it needs to be, decentralized, supporting decentralized projects and and, and uh, evangelizing that to the rest of uh, the rest of the world. And because it starts from the ground up, and that's going to where it, where it's going to change the world. So, Amen. Hey, well. Go ahead, Jeff, Kelly. Can I? Can I? I just wanted to make one point about it too. You sure. know, we're we, we we love to see these different uh, stories about billionaires or institutions changing their mind. Well, I'll tell you, and we, you know, a lot of retail follows that, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of retail, most retail follows narrative also. But I'll tell you what what uh, the big institutional players and smart money and billionaires don't follow. They're not following narrative. They're setting narrative, right? So if you really want to be ahead of this, and that's one of the things that we really try to help support here on the channel and share is one, we don't want to help support or create a narrative one way or another. We want to help share the tools and the way to think about it and provide the different mechanisms and uh, resources for all of you to not only understand how to think and go about gathering these tools, but how to decipher them. Because, you know, it's, it's these, these big and smart money players, they're trading on metrics and data, not narrative. So that's what we really want to help support in all of you viewers. 
Yeah, absolutely. That is incredibly important. Guys, right now, Bitcoin is going through a little bit of a correction. It tried to rally all the way up to uh, $45,000. At the moment, it has been rejected. But the good news is it is attempting to break bullish out of this rising, um, excuse me, out of the symmetrical triangle pattern. And it's currently trying to test support mm-hmm. on its previous level of resistance. So this is actually pretty good territory that it's sitting in right now. And don't forget that we do have bullish RSI and MACD divergence down here on the hourly chart. Uptrending level of support right there. Downtrending levels of support right here on the MACD and the RSI. So don't write the potential for a rally off yet, but also don't for a second think it's confirmed. It is still mm-hmm. deciding what it wants to do next. But let's go ahead and move into some super chats and run through those. We've got a bunch of them. Thank you, guys. 48, 48. Yeah, we're going to we're have to keep our answers a little more briefer. Just so you guys know, it, because our super chat sections are small, if there's a question that it could take us a while, we actually might start doing videos based off of great super chat questions. That's so, not a bad idea. Uh, just you know, in case we don't go into deep detail, it might be because we're saving it for a future show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Geidel said, "Hashtag ADA gang, be Woo. aware there is a Cardano scam on YouTube right now. Yep. Charles does not give away ADA. Good to know. Charles there, does there, not give away there, ADA. There's yeah. scams every day on every one of the. If you yeah. ever go to any video with Michael Saylor, uh, any of these guys, Musk, Charles Hoskinson, Charles. and you see you see them." talking but you see something on on the on the on the graphic about sending coins and you'll get more back that's, that's immediately report that because it's a scam and there's yeah. just too many of those and they have fake ten thousand viewers every single one of them for whatever reason it's always ten thousand concurrent watching they're all fake it's a it's a bot account so just be careful of that wolf capital said uh price action bullish af uh bitcoin is emerging True. as a defensive asset amid war mm-hmm. keep on rocking in the free world american and ukraine flags yeah no i think that we're going to see um Bitcoin really start to turn into a place that people run to yeah. rather than run away from in conflict. And I think we're I think the market is maturing in that way through this conflict as yeah, well. And, and the other thing is looking at those charts, the chart real quickly. Uh, don't go to my screen, Smay. You're good. The same reason I just told you guys a couple minutes ago not to FOMO in. Don't fud out yet. There's a lot yeah. happening on the chart. Just because things have happened in the last 20 minutes that yeah, are yeah. crazy doesn't mean you should start buying or selling right off the bat. Watch the chart and wait for confirmations. Uh, anyway, keep going on. Bobo the Crypto Hobo said, could the Russia invasion turn into golden swan for Bitcoin since Russians are moving away from the ruble and into Bitcoin? The world is seeing what it was meant to do with this conflict. Well, it may have an impact because the thing is the ruble is crashing right now. It just dropped below a penny. Um, it's going under. It, it's absolutely getting destroyed. And, you know, the thing about Bitcoin is that it's apolitical. Bitcoin doesn't have an opinion on what's going on in Russia, Ukraine. Now, believe me, I do, but Bitcoin does not. Bitcoin was designed to be immutable, which means that it can't be sanctioned, which means that you can't sanction Russia's ability to use Bitcoin. So as much as sanctions are, you know, a powerful tool for politics, you can't use that on the Bitcoin network because Bitcoin and Ethereum and these other truly decentralized products are apolitical. So I do think you're going to see a lot of Bitcoin usage in Russia as its economy comes under a lot of fire from these sanctions because mm-hmm. you can't sanction Russia's use of Bitcoin because it is truly decentralized. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, well, I, I wanted to add, I wanted to add to that too. You know, I, I saw a metric yesterday that uh, preceding this conflict, I think their average daily volume was around nine to 10, nine to 11 million dollars uh, and a day. And the volume is uh, more than triple since then. And it's, it's important to note that, yeah, in Russia, wow. and it, it's important in Russia specifically. And it's important to note that like this, this war that Putin has started, this is not necessarily something that we need to inflict sort of pain on the Russian people now. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they have a right to have financial sovereignty too. Yeah, they Just do. because they have Putin's a leader war. that's doing something ridiculous doesn't mean that they need to be uh, financially safe as well. So this is an option for anybody around the world. Of course. Yeah, of absolutely. Course. Here we got a couple more. Uh, got about two minutes before we transition to our next segment. Corey, said, could I ask the panel what they think of VeChain? 
I like VeChain. I think it's a great project, and I think it has a lot of. I think it has the ability to really help a lot with a lot of the supply chain logistic supply chain logistics issues that the world has still been facing over the last two years. Yeah, it's Kelly. What do you think? I think it's a phenomenal project. They're also trying to, uh, you know, they've been developing, they just moved offices into Russia, uh, not Russia, sorry, into Europe. Uh, and they've, they've got a lot of, a lot of development uh, that, that's been rolling out and, and they have a little there. I don't want to call them a legacy project, mm-hmm. but they've been around for quite a while and they've, they've proven they themselves as being consistent. So I think yep. it's a good project. Yep. Okay. We got another one. So yeah, I don't have it. It's just typed out, but uh Cryptofer, again, who's a new member, just put an emoji of a pear with a coffee mug saying cheers cheers my friend pear coffee can, yeah. can you make coffee out of a pear uh, and i don't know if she meant to type bear because that would make more sense but i don't you know i don't know bear coffee pear coffee i'll take some pear coffee i'll pear try coffee, i'll try yeah. it once i'll try it once is that all the super chats we actually get well, one more one more one and more. that'll put it that'll, that's perfect uh aaron uh, said i'm an og sub first Whoa. super this super chat is dedicated to rachel's lashes in barberville kentucky hey uh Fiance's daughter starting her business, trying to get her to invest in some profits on Bitcoin. Hashtag Team Smay. Hashtag Team Smay, indeed. Smay might be in the running for winning today. Guys, make sure you hit that like button for that comment. Thank you so very much for that. That's awesome. OG subscriber. Thank you so much to some of our OG subscribers. I don't know if he's in the chat. Uh, Byold was one of our original subscribers, and he comes in every once in a while. Bob is one of our original subscribers. I don't know if he's in the chat either. So thank you very much to everybody who's been around for a minute. A second, a day, a month, or four and a half years that we've been running the channel. So thank you very much to all of you. But Tim, we yeah. have a game that we're about we to do. play. We do. So Can just you so you guys know, the new it? format of this show, we at ten twenty, we're going to let you guys, you guys kick back a little bit with the team, kind of have some fun. But we do want to keep it as crypto as possible. So one thing we want to start doing, and this is going to become a thing that we do at the beginning of every single month now, is have a longer term HODL trophy. I don't know if we're going to award the HODL trophy for the win, but this is the true HODL trophy. And we are going to be making, we're going to have a race. We're going to have a prediction. We're going to pick an altcoin. So Bitcoin is not the running, but an altcoin from the top 20 currently sitting on coin market cap. And we're going to attach ourselves to it. So four of us are going to attach ourselves to that coin and we're going to see which one has the best month. So to win this competition, it will be announced on April 1st. And all we will be looking at is the monthly candle, whichever monthly candle has the highest percentage growth will win that longer time frame uh, hodl trophy uh so what i want to do is i have much time bada, 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 bada. Brady bunch time yeah so uh so you know kelly let's start with yours what in the top 20 what is your coin that you are going to pick and that's nothing we can't all agree we can't agree so it's when one coin's been picked it's off the running i'm gonna give kelly because he is the reigning hodl trophy winner uh i'm gonna give him the first choice yeah well, I, I'm 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 super bullish on AVAX. Uh, you know, Avalanche is just they've just been making such strides in some of their development. Their TVL recently went above ten billion dollars uh, in total value locked, uh, and they're just such an incredible, you know, fast and efficient chain. Uh, I think they're still picking up a lot of momentum in terms of uh, new users and uh, adoption between uh, different uh, institutional players and, and the development on top of it with DApps. And so I'm going. AVAX. That was a good choice. That very, was beautiful. Very Probably good. my top choice. <laughs> that was beautiful. That sucks. All right, Jeb, uh, you know, let's go to you. This is your show. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with some Dono. Some I'm going to have to go with some Dono. Yeah. Very yeah. I'm going to have to go with the old hashtag Cardano. Hashtag A to gang. Let's see some representation in chat. I interviewed the founder, Charles Hoskinson, and I've told you before, some of the things that you need to see in a project Gosh. to do very well are leadership, 
It's one of the most important things. Principles, prop, you know, an actual product that works, a community. Cardano has all of those things. And as far as Cardano's price is concerned, it's sitting below a dollar right now. And you don't have to go on my screen, but it's actually in the process of breaking bullish out of a three-month-long descending triangle pattern. And if it does that, mm. I do think it'll break above a dollar. And if it breaks above a dollar, then it could actually form an inverse head and shoulders pattern over the next couple of weeks. That could lead to a massive run. We could see a dollar and forty cent Cardano by this time next month. So, all right, my choice is Dono. Ooh, all right. Well, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> what were, those were are my top go, two. You're gonna go Dono. Smay, oh. what do you want? Why do you keep letting us go first if you keep getting stolen from? I don't know oh, why. Oh, I'm a oh, nice guy. Oh, yeah. oh, all right, guys. Here's mine. I'm gonna be honest with you. I do not like this project, but I want to win. So, I'm picking. Solana. Thank you. Okay. Do you have any other reason other than you don't like it, but you're going to do I it? I don't thank like you it. For, thank you for calling it Solana and not Solano like so many mispronounced. That annoys me. Solano. I do not like the project. I do not like the project. But I think that other people for some reason like it. So I think that we're gonna see some. We're gonna see some. You know, even with Shaq changing his name. Mm, mm, mm. Oh yeah, I, I, tell us about that. I smell the. Well, you know, you see that? I smell the bullishness in the air. Oof. You know, I'm gonna take a little little. Ah, here oh, you go. FOMO. I got no, it now. Okay. I definitely was in the boat of Avax and Cardano. Uh, Sorry, both both down. Sorry. You know, I'm very tempted. I I was not gonna pick Solana, so you don't have to worry about that one. Safe uh, man. I was not gonna take it. Safe man. I was very. Oh God, it's not in the top twenty. So uh, it's not even in the top two hundred. Uh, I I am I am tempted to go with Terra Luna, but my problem is looking at <sighs> the fact that one. it's up sixty one percent in the last seven days. Yeah. I think Solana's going to have a good month. I just, I want to win, as May said. Mm. So scrolling, you know, the, I also wanted Chain. I love Chainlink, but it's ranked number 22. So according to the rules, I can only pick in the top 20. So I'm going with Cosmos. I'm going with Adam. Uh, you know, it's sitting right there at 20, so I'm getting right in there. But I, I when I looked at the charts, because uh, I looked, I, I kind of had, you know, as any good draft order should go, you have to have your draft order. Cosmos is probably sitting at number three. I would have been number four if I could have chosen Chainlink, but Chainlink's not in the running. So uh, Cosmos is what I'm going with. Uh, you know, solid project. Wish I could have had AVAX, but I still think Cosmos Adam could do really well. Yeah. Uh, it, it is gonna, you know, maybe I'll win. You know, who knows? It's a whole I, month. That prediction is pretty hard there. You picking... might say it's cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time picking between AVAX and Dot as well yeah, because thank you. Dot is that. so solid. <laughs> Dot's a good project. Dot yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Dot is a good project. Well, that's, some Dot. that's our prediction. So just so you guys know, because I think, you know, Jeb just put a poll out or somebody just I put did. a poll out. I put that out. Who's going to win? Kelly, Kelly is saying AVAX. Great choice. Uh, Jeb says Cardano. Said Dono. Great choice. Yeah. Smay likes Solana. Understandable, but I don't like that I, choice. Hold as on, much. hold on. Hey, uh, don't say that. That's I don't, all right. I don't it's like okay. Solana. Let the people I don't like vote. Solana. You know, and I'm and I'm saying Adam. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know what team you are on. Again, this is a long-term hodl trophy. We'll still keep doing our weekly hodl trophies with Bitcoin, but we're gonna start spicing up this segment yeah. a little bit more coming in future. Mm -hmm. So, uh, with that being said, I think we gotta move into. We'll read out the last Dude. couple of super chats if we have any, yeah, and then it. we will uh, move on and close this out. I don't know if any super chats actually came in, but there was an interesting question. In chat that uh, Taylor put here, so I'm going to go ahead and read that one, and if you see something that you think is interesting, Jeb, let me know, but Ryan Padacio said, hey guys, longtime fan, first time chat, on your TA analysis in general, how long will Bitcoin hit in this cycle? Uh, and maybe he means to be in the cycle. Uh, fearless forecast. I think that it will, I think you're going to see a six-figure Bitcoin during this cycle. Can't mm -hmm. tell you when, because there's a lot of geopolitical uncertainty going on right now, and 
I don't know what's going to happen with all of that. You know, that could escalate or de-escalate or go in 15 million different directions. I do believe during this cycle, you're going to see a, a six-figure Bitcoin. You're going to see a multi, uh, well over $100,000. I'm not talking about $101,000. I'm talking maybe $150,000 or $175,000. I'm talking quite a bit. That could take a year or more to happen, though. So I think this cycle um, originally was probably going to end in the first quarter of this year, but a lot has happened. A lot has taken place, and we haven't seen a blow-off top. Instead, we're seeing gradual growth over the last year and a half, and I think we're starting to run out of that time where we're doing these blow-off tops and then major bear markets. I think we're starting to go into a period of Bitcoin's history where we're just going to see long-term steady growth. So I think it's going to be a little bit different. Um, we're not going to see the same cyclical nature in the markets as we have in the past. So that's what I would believe is going to happen there. But guys, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 1,000 likes before we wrap it out. Thank you so very much to everybody who who tuned in. My Southern draw almost came out there. I said tuned in. Thank you so very much to everyone who tuned in to the stream today. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Make sure to follow us on our social media at CryptoJeb over on Instagram and Twitter. And also make sure to follow Kelly over on his Twitter, at Kelly Kellum. Uh, that is spelled exactly the same way his name is spelled in chat. He's uh, uh, He's been trading for a long time, and you definitely will get a lot of value out of that. Are there any final thoughts before we wrap it out, guys? I think that's uh, it. Yeah, I have a thought. Go I for it, May. You could also potentially follow me on Twitter, uh, at Smay Nakamoto. If, if you want to, I uh, would appreciate it. Yeah, I want to have more followers than Tim. Uh, so let's make that happen. Tim, what's Thank your Twitter you. handle? My Twitter handle is at Tim's TA. And, uh, you know, it, it's growing. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who follows it there. The, I, I am growing way faster than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, never had, you never messed with Twitter before about a year ago. And then about, what, four months ago, five months ago is when I started spicing up. And uh, thank you so much for all you guys following and, and responding. Also, you know, it, it's just one of the things I love interacting with you guys there. I know someday... Hopefully, you know, I'm so large, I won't be able to interact with everybody, but I do my best to try to respond to everyone that I can. Uh, so go give me a follow and uh, hopefully uh, it helps give you Give me more followers than Tim. Thank you, please. Yeah. I want to I want to also uh, shout out to everybody uh, just to give you a little bit of heads up. I'll, I'll actually be traveling to Tokyo. Uh, I won't be on the show Friday, but I will be back uh, next week. And I'm just prefacing this because uh, this is my first time to Tokyo. My wife, my wife is Japanese. So we're going to that. Uh, we have so there's some family stuff going on there. And uh where I get to spend some time there. But the reason I'm saying this is because I'm going to make every attempt I can to make sure uh, I'll be up, I'll be coming to you without any sort of uh, uh, internet glitches or bandwidth issues, but I, I won't, I won't really have a really good grasp on that until I get there. Uh, and if there's an issue, one of the days and I'll, uh, I'll figure out something I can rent like a Wi-Fi hotspot or something to, to up it. But I just want to let you guys know that I'll, I'll be making every attempt to, to, we can keep this as professional as possible. There you go. Well, guys, so, thank you. Arigato. Arigato. There we go. Indeed. Well, thank you guys so very much for tuning in. We will be back live at you 930 Eastern tomorrow for another episode of Coffee and Crypto. That's all we got for you today. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at Maxi Media.